0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam on Monday, May 13th. I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly. So if you want to learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode and we'll see you there.
1: Don't mess around, man. Be on stage seven nights a week, seven nights a week. It's like wanting to go to the NFL and not doing a push-up or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not being willing to train, train, be on that stage seven nights a week. And I believe that the comedy guy will take you by your hand and start to put stuff into your hard drive. I tell comics that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what the next comment is they go, well, besides that, breath.
0: happy day, hot breath verse. Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and today we have an interview with a comedy legend. We've done over 300 interviews with comedians all around the world, ranging from Cedric the Entertainer to Jeff Foxworthy, and now we are adding to the roster the one and only Tommy Davidson. His team actually reached out to us to come on the show and promote his book. So if you do enjoy this interview, go into the show notes, check out his book, let him know on social media that you loved his hot breath interview, and that's going to help us to get more guests at the caliber of Tommy. I will candidly speak as we get into the interview here. This was our first attempt at a Zoom interview a few weeks ago, and there's a bit of an echo when I talk, but I will say... It is worth you persevering through the interview. Please bear with me. We have very high standards for the quality of our interviews, whether it is through the research and through the content we share, but also through the actual audio and production quality. This was something that you learn as you go here, as we're all learning here in these COVID times of just making the best of what we have. This was our lesson in Zoom will have an echo if the guest doesn't have headphones on. So thank you for being a part of this lesson that we are learning in real time with you. Go join our Facebook group if you want to get involved in future interviews, like what we're doing here today with Tommy, that is a Q&A format. We do that every single week in our Facebook group that is linked in the show notes. But without further ado, there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath, With Tommy Davidson, I
1: thought I was Ellen. Oh yeah, second. Wait, I've heard second. that before. You know, I've gotten that oh, before. Yeah, you had, yeah, you had the whole Ellen <laughs> hair thing, and then the, you know the suit. And, you know, hey, you know what I mean?
0: I'll take her money for
1: sure. I, for sure. Yeah, I meet you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was actually my wife. She roasts me, and that's one of her favorite roasts is saying that I look like Ellen. So, you're in good company there. That's me, wife.
1: Isn't that love? You know what I mean? (laughs) That is love. You know what I mean? Sheesh. (laughs) I thought I was wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think she just wants the money as well. I like her. I like her.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, what I want to jump into (laughs) first here is um, as I'm adjusting. The banner here. This is actually our second time doing Zoom, so I'm being very professional. And... Um, so, we're jumping, baby. And I want to jump right into your book, because this is... Uh, for people listening... Uh, Kevin Hart released a book a few years ago that a lot of comics were talking about I feel like if you're a comedian or a comedy fan but as a comedian this is a must this should be on your essential reading list because the journey not only takes us from I mean just being a baby that was found in the dumpster to becoming a entertainment superstar yes it's called Living in Color and we will have links to all of that in the descriptions but what I enjoyed most about it was getting into your mindset around being a student of the game, which is what this whole show is about, being a student of comedy. And it was fun to hear you talk about coming up with Chris Rock and him opening for you, but then also you performing between Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy at the Comedy Store. But the one I want to jump into is your experience performing with Jim Carrey. On in living color because you you were talking about it would take him like four hours to like do a sketch and there, he was his attention to detail and you two were just so magnetic in scenes together so could you take us into more detail about the experience just working with him one on one and seeing his process and how it affected yours and your overall journey?
1: Okay, basically he was the magnetic one. Mm-hmm. In other words, no one wanted. Sketches because he'd st- make you stick around for four hours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <you know, laughs> while he went over the details of the sketch. Now your stuff is, our stuff is our stuff. We all know what we're doing, and we all love to work together and stuff like that. But Jim actually worked on a on a on another level. He was more, you know, very Picasso-like about what he was doing. You know, and anybody who does that in any uh, uh, any field. You know, reaps success on on another level, and I was I was really a uh, uh, beneficial to 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 witness it. But not only that, but it was just fun. It was just fun because the payoff was big. The payoff was the funniest stuff you ever want to see. And so, you know, like everybody, like every cast member on that show, I learned something from. Mm. The thing that I learned from him was just his persistence to get the right result the persistence get the right the result and the right result was like something like crazy that you couldn't have thought of ever. And his career pretty much parallels that because look at the, you know, the variation of movies that he done and the variation of things that he's done. It's, it's, it it springs out of that type of thinking. And that's the one thing that turned me on about being in, in, in that atmosphere. And in terms of
0: like, the detail because you're you being a student and studying you being a student yeah studying, what else what yeah, other what things else? oh no there's an echo um there's an echo um on your oh is, is my, is my audio on your on computer
1: on, my, yeah i can see
0: it oh no i didn't know if the echo and was coming from your computer
1: yeah my 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 no i'm, I'm i don't know if it's or not i'm going to gauge it but is it still
0: uh let me start talking and No. It's wrong, it's your fault. Oh yeah. Oh it's always the white man's fault.
1: Come on now. No, no, I was, I was talking from your wife's point. <laughs> I was talking from your wife's point <laughs> <laughs> You know?
0: <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm I'm white and woke here. I know I know. TikTok for us. I can
1: see the woke. I see the woke you kidding
0: me. <laughs> And another thing I wanted to get into before we get into the questions here is um, you talk about your relationship with Sinclair Jones and how he had a very linear 10 year plan for your success and it all played out as someone who's now 10 years into my career and now looking to start planning like specific things like what did that game what did that plan actually look like and how were you executing it on every step of the way
1: step of the way it was real specific okay it was okay jotted down on paper where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself in 10 years where do you see yourself in 15 years and where do you see yourself in 20 years and then everything that you want to accomplish in linear order so the first five years was to become it actually happened faster than 20 it happened by fifteen maybe maybe mm-hmm. maybe even twelve mm-hmm. but you know stand up comedy to, to become a nationally known stand up comic first and foremost and a good one a good one how do you become a good comic and what's good you know what I mean like oh well this you know because comic Perception, right? No, comedy is technique. Mm. Comedy is technique. So mm, to become a good comic is to be able to do all the things basic to what a com- comic does in function. You know, so able to to present your point of view, able to deliver that, able to deliver it in an atmosphere where there's a lot of distractions, able to come up with your ideas Able to list your ideas, okay, and have them executed. Okay? You can work abstractly with your ideas, but if you wanna get to the point where you wanna present your ideas as a stand up comic, you're gonna have to take those ideas that you have and put them in order in order to put them into a time frame to shoot a special or to do comedy that's ready for TV. If your comedy's ready for TV, then you can go to that next level, maybe even film, you know, a stand-up film. But this is stand-up comedy we're talking about. You see? So to become a nationally known stand-up comic, there's a lot of other stuff involved than in just than just your act. Now, how do you do that? You know, you work at clubs, you work consistently at clubs. It changes, it's changed over time because we didn't have the internet, you know. You know, you become a club comic and you get known. You can't get nationally known unless you're playing comics around the country. So if you're not able to play comics around the country, what are you supposed to do, right? Well, you probably would go to the part of the country that supports that business. If I was a dairy farmer, I probably would do better in Wisconsin than in El Paso, Texas. You know, because that's dairy country. So what is comic country? Where are all the opportunities for the comics? New York and LA. So putting your face in the place gives you that next potential of becoming national. And then there's all these other subsidiary businesses that are involved. There's management, there's agency, there's publicity, there's all those things. But it all comes down to your act because hey, when you get all that attention and you do become national, it would be good to have an act. Hmm. You know? But not just have an act. It, it would be really good to have an act that's really good. Now, that's kind of changed with the internet because you don't really have to have an act that's really good. All you got to do is have a bunch of people push a button that says like. See? Mm-hmm. Whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. as long as they push that button, then you can get a million, million, million likes on something. It really ain't that funny, but it looks like a lot of people like it because there's this system where means can like it, and then then the, the the people that make things happen go, he's the one we want, you know what I mean, or she's the one we want. But a comic will look at it and you'll go, wait a second, he's reading a poem on the toilet while taking a crap. <laughs> like, What's so funny about that? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, yes, when I, it yes, stand up, I, I, yes, you're sitting in front of yes. elementary about stand up comedy, stand up comedy. You're standing up in front of people who don't know you more than 10, usually, you know, and they're looking right at you. And they all are from different backgrounds. And I have a very, very intricate mind and values and morals. And you have to make them all laugh at the same time. Over and over again, you see. So if I come off the internet and I never heard a laugh, but I'm only getting someone to push a button that says like, then if you don't laugh, I might think you don't like me. You know? But you say, in your, book,
0: but you that, say in your book, huh? that you say in your book that, that you say in your book that the particular makes it the universal makes it universal, mm-hmm. and that's how you've been able to entertain so many different diverse audiences. So what do you, what is that particular?
1: Well, that particular is just being able to understand the nature of things and being able to convey that to a group of people.
0: Okay.
1: Like, you know, for instance, you know, we've all seen a dog, right? Most people by that time, by the time they're at the club, they've seen a dog, you know, but do they know a difference between a dog that bites or not? Okay. this is comedy okay all right because i'm showing you the particulars right so i'll give you my experience on a dog that bites and a dog that doesn't so i'll give you my take all right i think that a dog that doesn't bite is the one that acts like it bites okay because it's got it's got it's in its bark so the dog that doesn't bite got to give you more bark to convince that he's a biter. So usually a dog that bites is uh-huh. you know okay that is a dog that looks like it bites okay uh-huh all right you can actually, you can see the, you see how much is going into the bark you see you see You see, you see that? Yeah. A yeah. He's trying to convince me. I could even break his pattern by just kind of going, come over here. You can break the pattern. and ah, 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 Get to it. Ah, 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 and it'll start over.
0: So it's showing the audience as opposed to telling them the also helps. As opposed to
1: telling them also right. helps. Right. Now I'll tell you about a dog that does bite. A dog that does bite doesn't have to bark. It knows it bites. You have to find out. Usually a dog that bites doesn't bark at all because he doesn't want to bite you because he knows he can't help it and he you knows he'll most likely get hurt if he bites the hell out of you. So he'll try to kind of warn you as you walk over, I'll bite you. Actually, a dog that bites kind of talks. kind of tries to let you know, hey, man, you're about to get bitten. So as I walk up on a dog that bites, he doesn't bark. He more kind of talks. He's even trying to tell you. Okay. A dog that bites doesn't even look at you. He looks out of the way. Okay. Because it's hoping you don't come over. It might look for a second to see if he's going to bite your ass. Okay. Let's see? Stand up. I it. I showed you something essential, something that everybody knows about, a dog, and took you into a intricate similarity that everyone knows, maybe not intellectually, but innately and instinctually. You see, stand-up is more than it than more than it actually looks like. It looks like you can get up there, hey man, <laughs> you know, my cousin I was walking down the street one day and da 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 And da 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 it's not really that. There's, a, there's so many dimensions of it, you know? But another one of the dimensions is setup. See? I gave you setup. Hey, dog. Dog bites. Which dog bites? This dog don't bite. That dog do bite. Get it? Laugh. Set up. So becoming that comedian, and that's different for everybody, you know? Dave Chappelle started somewhere. Chris Rock started somewhere. Eddie Murphy started somewhere. Richard Pryor started somewhere. Red Fox started somewhere. Um, George Carlin started somewhere. You know, and usually the places that they started are the places that I started. Mm-hmm. So I'm really lucky. I started at the comedy store. I started at Laugh factor, I started at at um, um, uh, people are gonna get mad at me. Um, but I started at at, at the clubs. Started at Catch a Rising Star in New York. I started, you know, Comedy I started act at theater. the Apollo. Comedy Act Theater. Comedy Act Theater. There you go. See, the guy is black. Okay, although if you looked at him at the outset for a couple of seconds, he looks like Ellen when you first see him. You know what I mean? Trust me, he's black. Okay. All right? Okay. Or he <laughs> kind of looks like or he, Yeah. Or he or he kind of looks like just a little bit when you see him. Jud Copel. But that, you know, you might want to Google that name. So, 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 so. (laughs) Hi, I'm Ted Koppel, and welcome to Nightline. Okay? All right? Like Obama. Hey, I'm Obama, and welcome to Nightline. So we all are kind of, you know, related in that way. But five years took three. Mm. You see? To get across the country to a place where they did comedy, to hone it, and to finally get a television show like In Living Color, which is going to increase my stand-up visibility. You see? Mm -hmm. And two birds with one stone. Stand-up, TV. That was the next five years. See? Was to become a major TV star. So that came together, which eventually led to doing movies. So... A year after I was doing a living color, I did my first movie, Strictly Business, was followed by 10, 10, 11, 12, 13 more movies. There's the movie part. You know, after that, directing, writing, you know, authoring, producing. Back to Doug. A deer, that is, a female deer. Mm. Raise a Drop of Golden Sun mm. or Martin Lawrence's sister. Her name is Ray Lawrence. Oh. Me, that's the name I call myself, right? Far, a long, long way to come with racism in America, right? Preach. So, I don't preach. know what's... Let amuse what, you. So let amuse you. Yeah. So, I guess we 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 um we reap to sow, right? La, right, <laughs> is like slick Rick Lottie dotty. We like to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't hurt anybody. We're... Just the man that's on the mic. We rock the house. We rock the house. What? That's him and Dougie Fresh. Right? And um, it all goes back to Doe, which none of us have because um, of what's going on with the whole COVID-19 thing.
0: See, all right. See how well, all right. Let's get into some fan questions. Just yes. Fan I questions. saw what you yes. saw. I,
1: what you I, it was there. all sang by a very skinny white chick in a really, really beautiful musical. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: first what? question right. from fans Third no this is great okay yes so
1: doe yes. i forgot i'm talking so, to a po- i thought i forgot i forgot that i'm talking to a post-millennial go ahead man. i know you're talking about sound of music I know you're talking about sound of music i, I was no yeah. i'm talking about you yeah. I, said, I almost forgot I was talking to a post-millennial.
0: Oh, okay. post-millennial. Oh, post-millennial. yeah, yeah, we out here. I look 12, okay. but I'm 32. Yeah, I
1: look 12, but I'm 32. Right. I'm talking to a post-millennial. Dig <laughs> it? There's only that much of a gap between you guys, and the gap is you know what In Living Color is, and both of you guys know who Ed, Ed and Eddie is. So that's... Ah,
0: uh, yes. And the first uh, question yes. is actually about, question in, question color. Is actually
1: about <laughs> in Living Color. About Ed, Ed, and Eddie?! Uh, it, it in Living uh, Color. It, it in Living Color. Oh, okay. okay.
0: It's, it is from a Robin Sutton Clark. A Robin Sutton Clark. Who asks uh, What was your, asked, process uh, what was your audition color, process for In Living Color? And did you think it would grow as a big cult following as it did when you first signed on for it?
1: Okay, that was more than one question, but I'll answer. Um, my audition was terrible. Terrible to me. And I, I, I didn't even want to do the show. I turned the show down. And um, that had to do with just a lot of disappointments that had happened to me previous to getting, getting an offer to do the audition. You no. Know, don't let things keep you from taking chances. And I almost did that. My agent talked me into going and auditioning for this show. That changed my life. You know what I mean? So... I, I was asked to do improv when I first went in, and I didn't know what improv was. Although I, I've been doing it all my life, it had never been pointed out to me. Jimmy so Wins, the executive producer, and the uh, his partner Tamara Rawit, and the casting put me through a whole, you know, maze of different scenarios. You know, you're Puerto Rican cab driver, and you're drunk, and you want them out of your. Cab. I know I'm going to take you nowhere because I ain't uh, trouble at home. If you, but if you really go to go away, thank you. But I'm very sad to do. you know. So they were like, okay, thank you. I will see you later. I said I didn't, I didn't get it, you know. There was no like, yay, laughing in the room. but But they had a stand-up comedy audition. 30 of the hottest comics in LA at the time, Jim Carrey, you name them, were all there. I went on last Hmm. and I was happy. The happiest man you could ever find because I'm like Michael Jordan, okay? I practice so hard, it comes natural. I'm like Bruce Lee, okay? I practice so hard, it comes natural. I, I experience a natural naturalness and an unnatural naturalness. And I'm last. So I stand outside and I don't watch any of the comedians because I don't want anything in my head but what I'm thinking. You know? And I go on stage, kill it. Not easily, but with with, with what I know. And I got a standing ovation. And Keenan said, you got the show. And um, it, it was a very proud moment for me, actually. We all got together to do the show. And I saw all the people that I was doing the clubs with. Jim, David, you know, Damon. I mean, all the badasses were on the show. And we knew. We knew if this thing ever gets on the air, it's over. Over. It's like taking a team with with Tom Brady, you know, Lynn Swan, taking an all-star team and saying, what do you think they'll do in the What do you think do in the NFL? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We knew it. We knew what was going to happen. But it took a long time to happen. We didn't think it'd ever get on the air. I mean, when me and Jim saw each other, we were like, oh, my God, we're going to be working together? You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It was crazy. And uh- I think I asked.
0: And both uh, his questions. Yeah, you did. You nailed it. And yeah. it actually kind of flowed it. into the next. It actually kind of flowed when we're thinking into the of that next dream team. When we're thinking of that dream a, team. Ah, you're mixing. A, you're, you're mixing now. See we
1: are Nice. See we out? We out here? I'm Ted Cooper. I'm Ted Cooper. right right. I'm Ted Cooper. Wait, wait. Right. I'm Ted. Right, right. Ted. Right, right. right, right, right. Okay, go ahead. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, Yoshi So asks, uh, can you, the Waynes, uh, and Jim Carrey do a reunion? The Wayans,
1: Jim Carrey do a reunion? Yeah, anytime you guys want us to. I'll text them. Um, um, I'll text them. Yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll set them a TikTok. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. um, um, yeah, that's, that's digging for gold, babe. That's digging for gold. All right. If no one ever ate boogers, and how does everybody know they're salty? Anyway. Okay, so so so, so, right. So, I forgot the question.
0: It was, "Can you the
1: Wayne's
0: and Jim Carrey do a reunion?"
1: That would be really fun. Yes, we can. Will we? I don't know. But I do believe. Now, this is subjective. I do believe that we will. I think it's inevitable. I think it's inevitable. I think it's an, I think it's necessary too. It, it's gonna become necessary. You know, it's always necessary for Batman to usually show up after it's all going down. You know what I mean? Or like the accent, you know, when it starts getting too heavy, that black jet comes over, man, they land, beast jumps out, you know, storm, it, it, you know, Keenan, Ivory Wands comes with his wheelchair coming on the slope. You know what I mean? You know, coming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we come out of that jet and and, it, and it's time. It's time to get down. You know what I mean? It's it's not gonna be like the reunion between like Kenobi and Anakin, you know? Don't make me kill you! You know, and all that stuff, you know? You know? Awesome. That's for the Star Wars fans, by the awesome. way.
0: So let's let me jump. Let's, so keep let's jump along just, here. Keep oh, he says, "Hell yeah, here. that would make me so oh, happy." He says, "Hell yeah, that would make me so happy." And nice people are question. laughing at Ted Koppel. So people are laughing
1: at Ted Koppel. Take those so, comments with a
0: grain oh, of salt. There, take those, they don't those comments with a everything. grain of salt.
1: There, they don't all know everything. Can I ask you a question about the guy who asked the question? Yes.
0: Yes. Is he alive? He's he's an alien. He's one of the aliens. <laughs> he's an alien. From the alien he's abduction a- chapter. A- that y'all have to get the book no, to know about.
1: No, I know exactly who he is. He's that alien driving the old Corvette in the, in the Butterfinger commercial. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> got, <laughs> somebody put finger in my butt finger. <laughs> you
0: no, know, he's the gray poupon you know, guy in the, the limousine. God.
1: No, 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 he's... He's he's he's, he's the, the guy sitting next to Snoop in the new in, in insurance commercial. He's Shaq in the Buick. He's Shaq
0: in the Buick. Where did I miss, that come from? Oh, he missed I just, that one. Oh, my God. I just, I oh, my, I just bombed oh, on a yes and got with it Tommy up. Davidson. I, that
1: was I, Snoop. I, no, but oh, so Shaq, did a, Shaq no, did a Buick no, commercial. No, wait a second. No no no. no, no, no. Hold on. I digress. You're right. He isn't the viewer, right?
0: That's right.
1: Right? That's right. If you want to get insurance and save on time, I'm with this big Nick all the time. <laughs> the general, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you notice you notice, I, notice I, I didn't say the whole word. Me neither. Always with Shack, and I love it. He goes, "If you want to save, a, save, if you want to save insurance and save some time, I'm with this big n- all the time."
0: That's where I draw the line. I, I can't, I can't, yes, and that. Jesus.
1: Hold the line. Comedy's not always on time. No, no, no. Andy, hold the line. Comedy's not always ah. on time. Down, 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 I asked Jimmy Fallon what happened. <laughs> all right, go ahead.
0: Uh, all right, we'll get. We'll try to get to as many of your questions as can, kids. We have a few questions more can, uh, minutes here. More, uh, minutes here. Uh, the next one from uh, next June next one. <laughs>
1: from
0: was a Joke. Col- oh, I know. But see, we're. Oh. Well, see, there's a slight delay so, so then like we'll right, jump so, like we're right, trying right. to play double Dutch but right. we each only have one right.
1: leg right and I'm looking for an immediate response as a comic you want that
0: oh yeah for sure
1: oh yeah sure I'm, I'm you know but but as an adult I don't get always what I want
0: but I'm here for you Tommy but I'm here for I'm here you, Tommy all
1: right I'm here that's why I approached you man.
0: So the next one, this is a this, is a, one one, this, is, a, this asks, is a good one here. From June asks, over the years, asks, what has surprised you most years, about what the has entertainment industry? You most about the entertainment industry?
1: How mediocrity has been accepted as a norm. Alright. Alright. Everything went down off of that answer. What happened?
0: It was a mediocre answer. It was a um, mediocre
1: answer. Um Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hey. Right. hey. The dog's foot was stuck in a, anyway.
0: So, yeah, the overall mediocre, that, mediocrity. Yes, mediocrity.
1: I, I hope that was a mediocre moment. That was real. That was beautiful.
0: I, I should I have I had my dog here, but he's with my wife. <laughs> he's with my
1: wife. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. I go off. Speed, speed the dog on. the one. Wasn't that classic though? I go off screen and the dog screams.
0: Come on. Yeah, I I actually didn't think there was a dog. I thought you were just now doing a bit about a crying dog versus like a not crying dog. (laughs) So back to a little stand up here. This is from trainer Steve. He says, in terms of skill, when did you see your biggest jumps as a comedian and what do you attribute to those jumps? What do
1: you attribute to those jumps? comparing my stuff to others that I was seeing. Not comparing my stuff, not comparing my material, but comparing my technique to others that I was seeing. You know, I I, I came up in the comedy store when Roseanne was cutting her teeth, when, San, when um, Adam Sandler was cutting his teeth, when Seinfeld was cutting his teeth, when um, I mean, you can just name you name them all in the main room and up in the belly room and, and in the, in, the, in the small room over at the comedy store and at the Laugh Factory. And watching these people work, uh, a gym when I first got there, gym watching gym work and you know just watching these people work. You know, before they had TV shows. You know, Tom Hanks before you know he was life is like a box of chocolates. You know what I'm saying? You know, watching them before their big success, before Jay Leno was on The Tonight Show, you know, as a host. You know, when he was a stand-up doing 10, 5 minutes on there and warming up at the comedy store. Or Sam Kennison, when he first came to town. Everybody going, there's this guy, this fat white dude with curly hair, man. He is killing it, you know? And on and on and on. That's when I started looking at the different things that people were doing and what they were able to do. Personally, what really came to mind for me was I wanted to understand how I could do more. How would it be if I could take a little bit of every technique and put them into one technique? And that's my standout. So I took the rudiments of every Piece of what I saw, not material. Okay? Not, not material. Technique. So, Carlin's ability to be able to follow through with a, an intellectual idea, set it up, make you see it, and then get a laugh off of it. Jim Carrey to be able to physically show you something so, so powerful and so in depth and so specific. That you laugh. Chris Chris, uh, uh, Chris Rock, being able to take something political and being able to be able to put such a shine on it that it is hilarious and true. You know? Roseanne, just funny about who she is, who she is as a person. Okay? Mm. She's watching all these things. Charlie Fleischer was the voice. Of Roger Rabbit, who's a brilliant comedian. When I watched his show and I would watch him perform, you want to go back and read a book, he can take anything and make it comedy. Metamorphosis, you know, Japanese shogun era. Who does that? So I was able to, to, to rein in all of them and then express myself. So I'll take it, I'll I'll make it more simple for the person who asked the question. In martial arts, there's different styles. There's judo, there's aikido, there's karate, there's kempo. there's all these different styles, kung fu, you know, and all of them have different techniques. If I was to take a small rudiment or a small basic from each one of them and put them into one art form, what would that be? And there's two words, Tommy Davis.
0: Well, let's land exactly. this plane here, my let's friend. Let's land this plane here,
1: my friend. Exactly. And so there won't be any delay. And everybody can hear this. Listen close. Carry on my way, you Okay. <laughs> and what I think to that is... I'm sorry, we're not in Kansas anymore. Kansas City won the Super Bowl. So, Negro at quarterback. so
0: as uh, some closing advice as, here, my, favorite, advice here, book, my favorite part about your book, which everyone needs, needs to go needs get, like, go it is a get. must, like, must read for any comedy fan and comedian. Because you're also a student of in the game. Because you're also a game. student of the game. Oh, audio book. I bought in the audio book. I bought the audio
1: book. In case they don't feel like reading. And they just want to put it on the headphones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of like binging, mm-hmm. you know, on the boys, which is hot. You've seen the boys. It's cool. It's a lot of good stuff on TV besides like pimple Poppers. But audiobook too. What do you think about the audio book? Because my voice. That was hard to do. I loved it because you were reading I it. I loved Some it because you were reading it.
0: Some people don't read their audiobooks. I'm glad you did. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm glad you did. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I guess to be known, I read it myself.
0: So, what? uh, Do you have any so closing what, uh, advice? Any closing advice for us as a comedian that's watching comedian this. That's what watching advice this? do we need to hear right what now? What
1: advice do we need to hear right now? Um. Never do an audio book because it's really hard. It's like taking an aspirin and trying to put it in a wild, wild lion's butthole with your hands. Okay. okay. Besides that. Um. Be on stage. Don't mess around, man. Be on stage seven nights a week, seven nights a week. It's like wanting to go to the NFL and not doing a push up or something. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not being willing to train, train seven nights a week. No matter what, what no matter what city you're in, and if it comes to parent to you that you can't do seven nights a week in that city, then go to another city where you can get seven nights a week. Be on that stage seven nights a week. And I believe that the comedy god will take you by your hand and start to put stuff into your hard drive. Well, we now, have a I lot to comics that well, all the We time. have a lot to process. Mm-hmm. I tell comics that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what the next comment is? They go, well, besides that. And the real thing I'm saying is is that without that, you can still be a stand up comedy. I mean, without that, you can still be a stand up comedian. But if you want a great one, it's up to you to really put in the work that it takes to get to the level. Where something great is effortless because you're not doing it because it's great. You're doing it because you love it.
0: Tommy Davidson, thank you for your time, my friend. Tommy Davidson, thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Do you want to let people know where they can buy the book? Do you want to let people know where they can buy the book? Follow you, support you, all that jazz. Follow
1: you, support you, all that jazz. Or Can I tell them where they can't? Oh, they already know that. All right, so Amazon would be the main place to go. That would be okay. the main place to go. Okay. Yep. Main place to go. You know, and if you find a Barnes and Nobles that's open, tell me because they got a Starbucks in it and they got a lot of people. But I haven't seen that yet. So.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> hot breath of verse. Tommy right. was well, so brilliant. hot breath of blue. verse. Tommy was so brilliant. Really go get his, with his time. go him. get his book. Generous with his time. Support him. I'm telling you, like. Him. This I'm is a must read like, for all comics. Like. This is a must read for it a all comics. This a game comics. changer like, for me. It was a game changer for me. Thank you. So thank you so much, Tommy Davidson, uh, you so much Tommy Davidson, for being on Hot Breath Podcast. We'll see thank you again you, soon, my friend. <laughs> we'll see you
1: again soon, my friend. You got, it. you got it. And you're in Georgia, right?
0: Yeah, we're in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah Did you enjoy Atlanta. this? Yeah.
1: Did you enjoy this? I had a good time. Yeah. I, anytime somebody's asking me about me, I'm really happy.
0: Typical comic. Yeah. I'm really happy. Typical comic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy. It's an All individual right. sport. All right. right. Well, this is definitely a benchmark right. in our show. Well, this show. is definitely I'm a sure benchmark we'll in our show. Sometime. I'm
1: sure we'll have you back again sometime. Anytime. You call. I'm there. Because what I am first, all these things, I'm a stand-up comedian first.
0: I love it. Me too, my I'm man. Like a love it. Me
1: too, my man. I only, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, like a Marine. I'm only concerned about three things. God, core, country.
0: You served your duty today, my friend. You served your duty today, my friend. No, I
1: meant music, that is. Country music.
0: Uh, a white joke to close uh, it. A white I get joke it. To close it. I get it.
1: Come on, it's Georgia. <laughs> okay? It's a whole Southern Caucasian base. Right? It's a whole Southern Caucasian base. I mean, not Atlanta. On- like, I mean,
0: not Atlanta. Where like, I start comedy, I was like the I only white comedy, guy. I was code. like the only white guy in the zip code.
1: No, but I'm I'm just saying in general as a state.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty yeah. widespread. We're pretty widespread. You know,
1: country kind of culture, you know, that is um uh, based in um the genocide of the Native American Indians in that area. But I'm not. That was not nice, huh?
0: No, it's, I, I'm aware. I'm aware of no, what I, shade aware. of white I am. I'm all lives I matter white. I am. It's, <laughs> all lives matter white. I offend it's, myself.
1: Amen. Offend myself. No, you, you just don't, that's what makes me unique. You don't see comics that, that tell jokes about sovereign Native American.
0: You could be that guy. You
1: could be that guy. I'm working on it.
0: Huh, so all right. Everyone's saying uh, uh thanks. Everyone's saying uh, uh, you, two thanks. Thanks uh, you two are the best. Thanks for best all the laughs. You two are the best. Thanks for all the laughs. Best interview laps. ever. Best interview ever. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good feedback Yeah, there. a lot of a lot of good feedback here. Awesome. Good.
1: That Perfect. counts these days. Awesome. Yeah, it Perfect. does. Perfect. And I'll counts. be sure yeah, it people, does. Get right? people get your I book and reach out I can go online and look at the comments, no? mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. This is going to. Mm-hmm. This is okay. in our Facebook this is group. Gonna, this is and in our it's Facebook. also going to be posted on okay. YouTube and, and as a podcast. And as a podcast. Wow, you got a good show going. I'm, I'm trying to make it, Tommy. This is this is my way <laughs> Tommy, in. Yeah, I appreciate. Hey man, it.
1: this looks like this is appreciate the only, it. The best way in right now. Are like the only ways in. Hmm. That's pretty cool for you guys. <laughs> you know. Hey, I got a motto for you. Once you get to the top, uh, an interviewer will ask you how you got to the top, and you're going to say, "You wouldn't let me in at the bottom." Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man.
0: All right, man. Tommy Davidson, have a good All day, man. buddy. <laughs> Tommy Davidson, have a good day, buddy.
1: Thank you so much, man. Have a good one, man. All right, you too. Thanks, have Tommy. All right, you too. Thanks, Tommy. All right.
0: There you have it, Hot Breathiverse, Tommy Davidson. My favorite tip has to be his get on stage mentality. That is the number one piece of advice we've gotten from so many of the comics we've interviewed. I'd love to hear what your favorite tip was. Go connect with us on social media at Hot Breath Pod and connect with me directly in our Facebook group. It's called the Hot Breath Comedy Network on Facebook. Go join that group. You can have your questions answered live on the air during Q&A's like the one you listen to today. We also do a daily writing club in there. We do a feedback mic and so much more. Our entire mission here at Hot Breath is to cultivate the next generation of great comics. And if you want to level up your comedy writing, I have an online comedy writing course that's linked in the show notes as well as I do one-on-one coaching. And I just like to answer questions as well. Please reach out to me on social media. I do respond. I love helping comics however I can. And Tommy is clearly the same. So go support him. Go support his book that is linked in the show notes. And until next Monday, we'll see you right here on... Oh, man, I almost forgot. I thank my wife at the end of all these because she made the theme song. So thank you to you listening. Thank you to my wife. And I will see you right back here next Monday, only on... Hot Breath.